You're listening to the Legal Talk Network. Hello, I'm Bob Ambrogi. And I'm Monica Bay. We've been writing about law and technology for more than 30 years. That's right. During that time, we've witnessed many changes and innovations. Technology is improving the practice of law, helping lawyers deliver their services faster and cheaper. Which benefits not only lawyers and their clients, but everyone. And moves us closer to the goal of access to justice for all. Tune in every month as we explore the new legal technology and the people behind the tech here on Law Technology Now. Welcome to Law Technology Now. I'm Monica Bay. We have a terrific guest today. It's Sylvia Hodges Silverstein. She's Executive Director of Buying Legal Counsel and Adjunct Professor at Columbia Law School and Forum Law School, where she teaches law students business and management. Sylvia, how did you get interested in the purchasing side of legal services, and are you a lawyer? Thank you, Monica, so much for inviting me to your show. So I often get asked this question, are you really a lawyer or what are you? So I have a master's degree in business and then uh, later I got my PhD from law school. So while I actually do have a law school degree, I would not say I'm a lawyer, but I've been working in this industry since about 2010. I originally worked on the law firm side and tried to help the firm with marketing and and management side of legal services. And while I was trying to think about what's the best way to help a law firm, I thought what I really needed to do is I needed to understand what it was that clients really wanted. So I started to research uh, purchasing behavior of uh, clients about a good um, uh, 12 uh, years ago, and um, I've been doing it ever since. So I've initially interviewed in-house lawyers, uh, CEOs, uh, CFOs, and around 2010, I discovered legal procurement involved in the sourcing of legal services. I thought, wow, this this is interesting. I'd never spoken with procurement until then, and I researched it in detail and found some uh, companies, some pioneers who were doing it. Uh, I started to get uh, people together, you know, small roundtables. I wrote then a Harvard Business School case study on what GlaxoSmithKline was doing. And um, yeah, and at uh, some point in time, people asked me to start the Legal Procurement Association Buying Legal Council, which actually today is our third birthday. Congratulations. Thank you. So for people who might not be familiar with it, can you describe what procurement is? Sure. Yeah, no, I mean, so procurement really is the department of of purchasing. And in recent years, uh, what happened was that um, top management felt that the purchasing of legal services needed perhaps additional help from the purchasing professionals. So rather than having the legal department doing it by themselves, uh, typically the CEO or CFO said to the GCs, uh, why don't you work with your legal procurement department? And basically procurement is all about 
applying business-to-business purchasing processes and purchasing tools to the, the purchasing of legal services. And when you say GC and some of the other acronyms, what are those? Because some of our audience may not be familiar with this. Uh, so in GCs, as in, uh, as in general counsel, and I mean, as you know, Monica, it is typically the in-house lawyers that uh, buy uh, the legal services and, and who determine which law firms uh, should, uh, should help them you know, get rid of certain legal issues, et cetera, and so forth. But uh, large corporations these days bring in more and more uh, uh, legal procurement professionals uh, to help support the legal department, as I said, with the process of identifying the right law firms and then also making sure that the client gets what the law firm promised them, gets the, the, the value and at the price that was being discussed. And so a lot is about the purchasing itself, but then also managing the relationships with the law firms. So purchasing in this case means how do you hire and and bring in the right lawyers? Or is it also, Mm -hmm. are there ancillary things that are used as well? Yeah, no, that's that's a good point. So uh, typically when legal procurement is involved, one of the first steps is that they will look at ancillary legal services. So that might be from you know, depending on the industry, from court reporting to medical records, et cetera, and so forth. And so they might look at, so how many corporations are you working with in this area? And what are the negotiated uh, rates of the contracts? And then procurement will come up with new purchasing strategies that could be that they say, well, right now we're working with uh, let's say, 25 medical records companies, well, maybe that doesn't make uh, such good sense. So they will then look into uh, what's the quality of these different companies, what they're offering, and then they will go and most likely reduce the number of those providers that the company is working with and then uh, try to renegotiate a new contracts. Sylvia, what is the buying legal counsel? Uh, so the, the Buying Legal Council, uh, Monica, is the global trade association for those professionals that are tasked with sourcing legal services and, and managing supplier relationships. And we actually just had our third uh, birthday, so I'm really happy about that. And we have members now really from around the globe, so procurement professionals from Fortune 500 companies, um, as well as their European, Asian, Australian, uh, Latin American equivalents. Basically, what we do, like any good trade association, we're all about networking and education. And it is really our goal to make legal procurement professionals better, as in more sophisticated buyers of legal services. So most of them don't have a legal background. And as you can imagine, if you're tasked with helping the in-house lawyers uh, assist them with buying legal services, it's really important to get all the networking and education help that you can get. So we do monthly conference calls for our members uh, in legal procurement and uh, uh, really make sure that we make them understand what legal services are all about. Because for procurement, legal is typically seen as the as the last frontier. It's a, it's a very challenging, if not intimidating, uh, category. But since about 2010, we have seen 
many corporations now embracing procurement and top management telling the legal department, you should work with your uh, colleagues from procurement to help you buy the legal services and actually free you from some of the tasks that you might not even like doing, uh, such as rate negotiations. I mean, who, who really likes to talk about price? So what we see a lot is that procurement takes on the, uh, like the bad cop uh, position, whereas then the in-house counsel can still remain the good cop. What about legal operations? How is that different than legal procurement? That's a very good question, Monica, and I'm happy to bring it up. So lots of people kind of confuse legal ops and legal procurement, but they're two very distinctly uh, different things. There is some overlap, but let me explain it. So legal operations is responsible for managing the legal department. Uh, most legal operations professionals are in the legal department itself and report directly to the general counsel. And and many of them, I wouldn't say all, but many of them actually have a law degree. In procurement, on the other hand, legal procurement focuses on the buying of legal services. And as I mentioned, the managing the, the business side of the relationships with the law firms and other legal service providers. But they typically do not have a a law degree. So uh, they have a business degree, an accounting degree, a finance degree. So buying and negotiations, that's their forte and that's their focus. They don't look at how the legal department is run, not at all, just this one aspect. And they're almost always based in the procurement department, do not report to the general counsel, but instead they report to the chief procurement officer. So that's that's the big difference. So it's different types of people with actually a different focus. Why do companies involve legal procurement professionals? Well, I mean, as you know, it's a relatively new phenomenon. And in most corporations, legal services, they used to be completely exempt from, say, the, the cost scrutiny that, that other business units and functions have been uh, facing for years. But the 2008 uh, economic crisis was sort of a catalyst and really sped up the, the process for the adoption of, of legal procurement. And there was a lot of publicity about billing practices, big ticket spending. Uh, we have much way more, more transparency than we ever had before. And as you are aware, there's profit pressure on the client side. And that's all at the root of this um, shift towards bringing more uh, business approach to the purchasing of legal services. And, and the first companies to involve procurement uh, in the selection of legal service providers were those with significant legal spend. So I'm talking companies with not tens, but hundreds of millions of, of dollars of uh, global spend on, on legal and outside counsel. And the first attempts we saw in the early to mid-2000s, but then companies, particularly in pharmaceutical areas, as well as the big financial services institutions, as well as, as energy companies and other utilities, they were the ones who, from about 2009, 10, 11, started to bring in procurement. And now it's uh, pretty much uh, companies from any kind of industry uh, across all the different um, areas and really across the globe who are bringing in procurement 
to assist the in-house legal department with the purchasing of legal services. So how do the general counsel come to the point where they are calling for folks like you? Well, um, so let's say the in-house legal department is not always really that excited about procurement, at least at first to, to be part of the pros. It's very uncommon for the, for the general counsel to actually ask for procurement help. But in more and more companies, it's not really their choice whether or not to work with procurement. It is a top management mandate. So it is the the CEO or the CFO that that bring in procurement. Uh, So why why do the chief financial officers or or chief executive officers, why do they want to bring in procurement? Uh, Is typically the desire to manage costs and reduce supplier spend in legal because I just felt like the in-house counsel was not able to do it in such a way that was sufficient. They also want to ensure that the company buys the services in compliance with all the company policies, which doesn't always necessarily uh, happen. They want to make sure that the the company gets the services from reputable um, suppliers. And uh, the, the desire to achieve a more objective comparison of legal service providers through actually measuring and benchmarking outside counsel value. And and it's really about increased predictability and transparency. And all these areas, Monica, they they fall into procurement's core competency and and are examples of where procurement can make a value-added contribution for the employers. Uh, We're running out of time, so I'm going to ask another quick question. How does legal procurement measuring and comparing how is that handled and what advice would you give to folks who are looking for those services? So uh, procurement really has a, a big toolbox and what they, what they look at is they will definitely try to understand the spend. So they will look into, uh, for example, per unit cost from hours, pages reviewed, uh, kilobytes, megabytes, et cetera, and so forth, to cycle time. So how long does it take for a process to be completed, response time, staffing ratios, et cetera, and so forth. So they will look at a number of different aspects. They will also most likely at some point in time conduct post-matter satisfaction surveys, they will compare the assessment of an in-house counsel with the self-assessment of outside counsel. So they will look at, well, were the goals achieved? And they will look uh, for uh, discrepancies. So was there a difference in opinion how well, for example, the matter was managed by outside counsel versus what the in-house lawyers thought, how well it was managed? They will look at were the lawyers proactive? And then, of course, they will look at billing. So did they stay within budget? Did they bill excessively? So, for example, were there timekeepers who billed, say, more than a certain number of hours per year or number of hours per week? Did they continuously bill 12 or more hours a day? They will look at how you staff matters. Uh, do you give them lots of junior time or do partners do a lot of administrative tasks? Uh, they will also look at, at billing, block billing, is that and so forth. So there are a number of things that they look at. And uh, you ask about how you can get uh, on the good side of procurement or, or what the clients should do. So 
it is clear that clients are continuing to reduce the number of law firms that they work with. So firms working with large companies, they need to understand that unless they get on the panel, it's really hard to win work from a client. And so they need, really need to make sure that to not take for granted the clients that they have, but do everything to keep the ones that they have. So sit down with them, really try to understand what it is that uh, procurement wants, how they're being measured, and really see it as, as an opportunity to build new relationships. So the business people on the law firm side should absolutely reach out to the business people on the client side, so the procurement folks, and build new relationships and make sure that this change is really an opportunity for them. So in short, it's time to really respond now and to make sure that you are able to deliver services in an efficient and effective way at a good price. Sylvia, thank you so much for coming on Law Technology Now. I think you had a lot of great information for our listeners. And how could our listeners reach you if they would like to connect with you? Thank you so much, Monica, for having me on this show. I greatly enjoyed it, and uh, I look forward to connecting with your listeners. So whether you are on the client side or on the law firm side, I'd love to hear from you. You can reach me at Sylvia, and it's spelled S-I-L-V-I-A, at buyinglegal.com, but you can also check out our website at buyinglegal.com. Thank you so very much. Sylvia, thank you again. And before we stop, I want to do a shout out to Law Technology Now colleague Robert Ambrosi, who has won the Yankee Quill Award for Journalism presented by the Academy of New England Journalists. Very well deserved. If you like what you heard today, please rate us in Apple Podcasts. We'll see you next time on another adventure with Law Technology Now on Legal Talk Network. If you'd like more information about what you've heard today, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com. Subscribe via iTunes and RSS. Find us on Twitter and Facebook. Or download our free Legal Talk Network app in Google Play and iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer.